How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Famous Dead People podcast. If you are a loyal listener, my apologies. You might have been wondering where the hell all the new episodes have been. Maybe thinking I'm on vacation or something. Well, there was this whole fucking thing with iTunes where it wasn't updating, so even if I was putting new episodes up, they weren't registering, and it took like two weeks to fix because I was on the road doing stand-up at the time. So long story short, it was a whole fucking thing, and I'm glad it's over, and I can get back to delivering you all my hard-hitting interviews with the world's most notable deceased individuals, and I will do my best to make sure that a, a, uh, a space, a, a pause like this never happens again. Uh, today's episode features two of my favorites. We got Mary Shelley, who's the woman who wrote Frankenstein, and Mel Blanc, the voice of some of your favorite Warner Brothers cartoon characters, among many others. Uh, if you like this episode, you want to check out the performers, uh, you're going to want to go to the Magnet Theater either on Friday night for the Friday night show at 8.30 p.m. or the Armando Diaz experience on Saturday at 7.30 p.m., both shows at the Magnet Theater. Uh, don't forget, you can always check out the freshest episodes of Famous Dead People every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Email us at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. Buy my book, The Kelly and Conway Technique. Rate and review the podcast. Tell your friends. And, of course, my website, jaredparentstein.com. But for now, sit back, relax, and enjoy Mel Blanc and Mary Shelley only on Famous Dead People. Famous Dead People. It's time. Famous Dead People. Time to start the show. Famous Dead People. Oh, you know, famous dead people, famous dead people, famous stories dead stuck people. in the head. My guests today on Famous Dead People are 20th century American voice actor and radio personality famous for characters such as Bugs Bunny and Tweety Bird, Melvin Jerome Blanc, a.k.a. Mel Blanc. And 19th century English novelist best known for her gothic novel Frankenstein, Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. Hello. Uh, Ms. Shelley, Mr. Blanc, thank you so much for joining us here on Famous Dead People. It's a real pleasure. Uh, Let's start (laughs) off with you, uh, Mary Shelley. So you were born in Somerstown, London in 1797. Your mother was a feminist philosopher, Mm -hmm. Mary Wollstonecraft. And uh, it seems as though your family was all about sort of eschewing societal conventions to embrace the cutting edge of contemporary ideas like feminism, like radical politics. For example, your father published your mother's memoirs yes, after yeah. her death and revealed some like scandalous details about her. Yes. Uh, like the, the fact that she had uh, a child out of wedlock. And instead of like, you know, um, you know, everybody else thought this was really scandalous, but it doesn't seem like your, your father thought this was a really big deal. And in the Wikipedia, he says he gave you the book to read and that you were told to cherish your mother's memory, right? Yes, I didn't really know my mother very well. She died when she you were died, born, that's yes. right. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I read the book. Every day I would come home from, you know, my long constitutional walks <laughs> and I would um, read the book because my dad wanted me to be just like my mom. To be just like her. Just like my mom, To yes. be an adventurous yeah. uh, spirit. Right, exactly, yes. Mm. Ah, foreshadowing. (laughs) So the Wikipedia also says that your father was friends with a lot of notable people from that time who would come to visit when you were young, like former Vice President Aaron Burr, 
who was fresh right, yeah. off of having murdered Alexander Hamilton. Right. I actually didn't know a lot of that backstory until I saw Hamilton. Hamilton. Really? So you had met him. You had hung yes. out with him in yeah. England. Yes, he was but then you very. Didn't, but you didn't know anything about his no, history guess, like, or his life. I mean, I was very young, so I'm going to be like, "Hey, who'd you shoot today? Like, <laughs> why are you here? Like, why are you so sad and crying all the time?" But he was sad and crying. Like, oh, he yeah, he was. The he was gift very of depressed. hindsight, we yes. can see like, oh, um, that's a guy. Yes, he would basically be what you would call here emo. He was very emo. <laughs> <laughs> he had his hair down. Really, he wouldn't shower, and he'd have it down across his face. Oh, okay. All right. That makes a lot of um, sense. And he would just peer through, like, he had one eye that he could look at you. Mm, gotcha. Then, yeah. Did he ever do that thing where he would, like, try to, like, 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 get the hair out of his face without using his hands? Like, he would just kind of, like, oh, fling his hair like with his hands. Crispin Glover. Like Crispin Glover? Yes, Crispin really? Crispin Glover, yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, he was just, like, really sad and awkward. Maybe Crispin Glover from that movie where he controlled the rats. Uh, yes. Oh, I mean, I think that was back, probably... Back to the Future? No, not Back to the Future. Oh. That, no. He was, a, was called, like, was Wilbur called, or something? Yeah, or, Wilbur. Or... But Crispin Glover collect. I think he has rats. He has rats. Yeah, he has like his own rat oh, collection. He's a rat person. A rat posse. Oh, okay. So yeah, so young, not a young Aaron Burr, but a, a post-murdering Hamilton Aaron Burr was very much like the most emo version of Crispin Glover that you can imagine. Right. Gotcha. It's like, gotcha. yes. And co- covered in rats. Covered in rats. Covered he, brought, in rats. he brought them to the house all the time. Okay. Aaron Burr had rats that yeah. he brought to the house. He's very pie pipery. <laughs> and he would just play his Plays flute. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the rats would follow him. And then the rats were crying too. They were very sad. Oh, it was I mean, a very sad sack. Well, yeah. You, if you murder Alexander Hamilton, you know, yeah. like that's a that's a big guilt that you have to live with for your entire life, you know, especially knowing that he, Alexander Hamilton, fired into the air, you know. I, like, I know. Whoa. Yeah. He fired into the air. So Aaron Burr. Yeah, because apparently the- duels were just like a ruse. Well, I mean, it was sort of like to save face. They were like, know? oh, yeah, they couldn't back down. Yeah. There's a whole thing in, in Hamilton, the musical, where, where Aaron Burr's Mel, have you about, not seen Hamilton? Oh, Mel, you got to see I Hamilton. I can't get tickets. You gotta, I can't get tickets. There's an app where you can so you can do a, a lottery. lottery tickets. That's how I saw it. Oh, see, I just went, I'm Mary Shelley. <laughs> and they were like, oh, yeah, okay. And then I, I got to I got, got to sub. So you just walked up to, to the, 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 the box office yeah. of Hamilton and was like, I'm Mary Shelley. Can I see this? And yeah. they said yes. Yeah, Lin-Manuel's a big fan. Oh, wow. Of, of my books. I feel okay. like 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 the kids nowadays, they 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 wouldn't know who I am. Mm. Like they they know they know what I do, but you know, back in the day, people would look at credits, you know, they would look at mm. like the opening credits, because we had all the credits in the opening. You know, nowadays they stick all the credits at the end, right? Mm-hmm. But they would have them in the beginning. So that you had to see, like, you know, who played who. And you had to read them. You, you couldn't had, ignore them and just wait for the cartoon You to couldn't, because the show could start any second. And you're like, maybe there's some important information in these credits that I'm going to need right. in the middle of the cartoon. Right. Like, now, yeah. nowadays, it's like a big deal. Like, oh, stay for the credits. There might be an extra scene in mm-hmm. there, right? Mm-hmm. Back then... The whole thing was a, a post-credit scene. Everything so, was a post-credit right. scene. So imagine watching a show with the same energy, the same enthusiasm that you would watch like a like a like a Marvel movie. Let's see if uh, Captain America throws his shield again, and then when he does, you cream all over yourself. <laughs> imagine that kind of excitement for like the whole 
thing. That sounds incredible. It, it was really, a really blast. Sounds great. Um, but you, but you're one of those people who like Mary Wollstonecraft, Shelley. You know, if she wants to people to know who she is, she's got to be like, I wrote Frankenstein. Yeah. But you could just do one of your famous character voices, mm. and then people would be like, Oh my god, you do a really good Bugs Bunny, or you do a really good well, yeah. How's Sylvester your branding? Or whatever. How's your, I? I have a really good Instagram. Uh-huh. I'm an influencer. <laughs> Now and, so, and are the things that you post, they obviously have to be sort of like gothic to match your right. to match your yeah. brand. Obviously, like you can't do yoga on the beach. I've done yoga, but it's like in the cemetery. Oh, that's the cool! Yes. I like you that. You could do like yeah, like have like an Instagram be an influencer. Mm, yeah, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I saw the the, uh, the 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 fried documentaries, both of them. Fire. Huh? Fire. The fire, fire documentary. Yeah, fire festival. I, I think that says fry also every time I see the word because the way that's spelled. But it's actually fire. It, F-Y-R-E. Oh. Yeah. I gotta go back and <laughs> Oh, my God. You're them. turning bright red. You're so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, my God. So embarrassed. No, it's don't, nothing, don't, don't embarrassed about What else did I miss? I don't. But I also oh, no. got to say, like, I agree with you about the, about the credits, like how important it is that we use it for the credits in the beginning mm-hmm. because, again, and I cannot state this enough if it's in the beginning of the movie mm-hmm. everybody reads them mm-hmm. and if there's yeah. a post credit scene you read the credits even if you're just sitting there waiting to see if Captain America is going to come back or whatever yep. you read all the credits it's definitely not sitting on your phone just waiting maybe googling is there a post credit scene in this movie Ugh. you know that sort of thing but you should do because then you're just waiting around like I've done before, you just wait around at the end of the movie and there's no post credit no scene. scene. And you feel like an idiot. And I'm just like, I wonder if there's a post credit scene to, you know, How to Train Your Dragon 3. And then there's not. And you're like, well, shit, I just wasted all this time. Yeah, because yeah. no one really wants to sit through the credits. Mm-hmm. No, it really doesn't. Yeah. But anyways, uh, let's uh, let's move over to Mel Blanc for just a moment. So yeah. you are obviously most well known for being one of the most prolific voiceover artists of all time. You were the voice of Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety Bird, Yosemite Sam, Sylvester the Cat, Barney Rubble, and many, many more. I'd like to start off by asking you about your process, though, mm. because there's a story about when you would do Bugs Bunny, you would bite into a carrot so they could get the sound of Bugs Bunny biting into a carrot and chewing the carrot before he would say, what's up, Doc? That's right. And there's a story that you would always spit the carrot out right after because you were allergic. Mm-hmm. But that story has been debunked. You were de- you used to deny it in life. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering, is there anything that's true to that story? Like, did you actually spit the carrot out? Was there a reason why you spit the carrot out? Did you actually do the carrot biting? Why did you do the carrot biting? Like, I'm, I'm wondering about that process and like what was true okay. and what wasn't true. Let me set the record straight. Mm. I would bite into a character. I had I had a food for every every character. Ooh, okay. Okay, so for bugs, obviously it was the carrot. Mm-hmm. Uh, for like Daffy Duck, it would be like uh, bird feed. Mm. I would I would I would nibble on some bird feed. Uh, for uh, uh, Porky Pig. I would uh, I would eat a pork chop. Oh my god! Which sound uh, maybe that it's sounds interesting weird. because Bugs Bunny, you're eating food that. Bunnies eat, mm-hmm. but then and then for Daffy Duck, you're eating food that a a, a duck would eat. Right, but for Porky Pig, you're, I don't know. You're just I don't, cannibal. Eating what, what 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 cannibal? What what a pigsy? I, I guess I don't know. I still I I didn't know then. 
I don't know now. Maybe it's feed? Slop? Maybe slop? No, I'm not going to eat slop. There's... Is that why you have a big backpack is if, and it smells? Is it full of meat and You never know when you have feed? to jump in the character, you gotcha. know? Like, I'll, I'll be walking down the street, and uh, you know, uh, not so much now, but uh, uh, back back in my day, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, people would recognize me, you know? You'd have uh, uh, all all my face all over the papers, you know, whenever a scandal would break out, you know, a big Mel Blank scandal. Ooh, I want to hear about those. a big Mel Blank scandal. Well, we'll finish your point, and then we'll get back to the scandals, which, which we're all very curious Mel. about. And I, I, I loved my fans. My fans, they, they made me who I was. So sometimes, you know, someone would recognize me walking down the street, and they would say, hey, do, do a Bugs no, get talk talk to me. I want to talk to Bugs. So I, you know, and and I did so many characters <coughs> that uh, I, I I I would I would have to carry all these because I couldn't do it without the food. I needed the food, mm. you oh, know. Like a trigger. So I, I would reach into my bag. I would I would pull out a pork chop, and then I would go into a, a porky pig or or whoever, you know. Mm. So that's why that's why the backpack, you know. And I still do it to this day. Uh, I guess out of habit, or you know, I guess there's a part of me that says, "Oh, I w- I wish, People I wish would someone would recognize you. me." And and maybe maybe there's someone that like grew up as a kid. They're not a kid anymore. They're old now. But they still remember my face mm-hmm. and they see me and I don't want to disappoint that person. So I carry a bag full of food that makes sense. for yeah. all these characters so that, you know, it might be their last ride. And I, I, I want to send them uh, uh, out of this world with a happy memory. Not, oh, I ran into Mount Blank and uh, he, he couldn't do bugs. Because he didn't have a carrot on him. Because he didn't have a carrot People on him. People can't tell, but you're crying right now. <laughs> I've never seen so, so many tears. Now listen, Mary Shelley. Shooting out of the sides of my eyes. Mary, like in anime, Mary Shelley. Now, one of the things that we appreciate here on radio is that if someone's going to cry and they want to keep it a no, secret, I, I mean, we I'm, let them keep I, it a secret. I just wanted know? the people to get the drama. I, I want them to know. I want okay. them to know. I want them to get inside Mel Blanc. So, they also I, can't tell that the, your backpack smells really bad. <laughs> no one's terrible. asked you well, to no one's eat asked that pork chop for a long time. Yeah. That's one of my, my, my follow-up questions was how often would people come up to you on the street and you'd have to reach into your bag and eat something to get into character. How often uh, would it happen back then? It, it, it would happen pretty often. Like sometimes, like there, there was a while, like I did a big, I did a big Porky Pig movie. And uh, so lots of people were stopping me, asking me to do Porky. And I would, you know, I, I would just bring one, one pork chop. And then I would have, to, and then I knew someone else is probably going to ask me to do Porky again. So I would dip into a butcher shop and then I would, I would say, hey, uh, Give, give me uh, a, a few chops, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I'm out and about. I don't have time to cook it, you know. I, so I would just have like raw pork chop in there. Oh, my God. You know? and it didn't have to be cooked. It just had to be pork. Yeah, okay. Right. You could get a lot of meat and body parts and <laughs> the butcher. Oh, is, is that right, I Mary Shelley? I would also be worried about trichinosis or other foodborne illnesses if you're eating raw meats like that. Mm, I've never heard of those words. Follow-up question number two. So you mentioned you would eat bird seed to get into Daffy Duck. Yes, correct. Uh, But there were a couple other bird characters that you would do, like Tweety Bird and Mm -hmm. Foghorn Leghorn. Mm -hmm. Like, did you have different foods to get into those characters, or was it just bird seed for every bird character? Well, it it would be different brands, Mm, you know, like... I, I I would I would think to myself if I was a duck, 
what kind of what kind of bird feed would a duck eat? And you might be thinking, not bread, like little pieces of bread. That's mm-hmm. what people do in the in the park. No, birds eat. Uh, so I would think, okay. And then if I was a Tweety bird, if I was a little canary, what would I eat? What kind? Well, like what what? I would look at the bags, and I would say which one appeals to this size character. Mm. And then that's what I would get. You Maybe know? just a smaller bag of bird seed for Tweety because he was Tweety. so small. Right. Mm. And then Foghorn Leghorn, he's a, he's, he's a big boy. Mm-hmm. Is that the southern one? He was, he was the one who was the, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, I'll say. I'm, I'm not going to do the voice for Mel. Oh, oh I gotta, you just I'm so did. embarrassed. I you can't just believe. Did. Yeah, well, oh. It happens all the time. Oh, everyone oh share God. it. It's very red. Oh, God. Yeah. Mel, Mary <laughs> Shelley, stop telling people at home what's going on in the studio. This is our thing that we get to share. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 19th century English novelist Mary Shelley. Hello. And uh, 20th century American voiceover actor Mel Blanc. How's it going? Uh, let's go back over to Mary Shelley for just a moment. So your mother died when you were born, we mentioned. Uh, you were uh, mentioning it. You were four Who's years? crying now? You were four I didn't really know her. I just hung out at her gravesite all the time. Yes, I do. I have a lot of questions about that uh, coming up. But uh, when you were four years old, your dad remarried a woman named Mary Jane Claremont. Fuck that bitch. Uh, yes, you, you two did not get along. Nobody liked Mary Claremont, oh, uh, no. Wikipedia says. Uh, your dad loved Marys, though. Like, your mom was Mary, you were Mary. There's His so many Marys second wife was Mary. Um, so, yeah, nobody liked Mary Claremont, including you. The Wikipedia says you detested your stepmother. Is that right? If, if the devil came back and became a woman that was the ugliest woman you've ever seen <laughs> with the stinkiest vagina. Oh my Whoa. God. It would be hey, my yo. stepmother. Wow. I would be curious as to what the devil's motivation there was. Cause he's going to come back. He would probably want to be presentable with like a really good smelling vagina. So he could you would think. seduce you would people think. with his wiles. You know? Also, you would think someone with a really stinky twat would be super nice about it. You know, it's nice in life because they have no to compensate. one. Yeah. Yeah. But no, she was the worst human her being Her personality ever. matched yeah. her ugly face and smelly vagina. From from experience. <laughs> you, you, you're, Women, you have experience with stinky ooh, vaginas. Maybe this is those, of course. Maybe these are those hey. scandals we were talking about. Hey, Mel, Mel Blank was not a prude, okay? <laughs> Mel Blank liked to get in there. That's all right. right. But uh, his dance card was not blank. But a <laughs> Jesus Christ! Sorry, you were saying you were saying, Mister Blanc. So uh, I I I had encountered quite a few stinky twats myself. Oh my goodness! And 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 every single one of them was not shy about it at all. Hmm, not shy about their their uh. W- they would flaunt issue. it. Oh, okay. They would flaunt it. Hmm. They they but would put they, it out like a like a cheese spread. But were they nice at least? Charcuterie. You know, were they trying to make up for the fact that they had a a, a bad smelling uh, under? Oh, I mean, they uh, meant, uh, it, You know, some of some of them were nice. Some of them were not. There's there's a spectrum of people. You know, mm. like, maybe it's uh, like a chicken, the chicken and egg thing. Maybe it's <laughs> if if you're an asshole, maybe your vagina just starts to stink. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's like something like that. Yeah, mm. possibly, possibly. So you, yeah, do you, were there anything besides her smelly vagina and her bad um, face that you just didn't vibe with? Like, were there any personality traits or were there any moments that were caustic between the two of you where 
you know, you you figured out like, oh, this is a bad person in addition to having all these terrible physical characteristics. Yeah, she was just a very bad woman. She would, um, when the first thing she did when she arrived was she took my room. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like I was a young child. And, uh, she didn't sleep in your dad's room? Yeah, that's what I would think. She's just a no, newly she, married woman. No, she wanted to sleep with me. With you? So she didn't kick you out. She's I'm going to sleep in this room with my stepdaughter. Even yes. though she had two other children, two other daughters, she yeah, decided they, they to sleep had, with you. They had the master suite, actually. Whoa. And then my dad, um, he would just sleep on the, in a tent in a backyard. <laughs> He was an anarchist. So oh, your dad was he, an anarchist. Yeah, he didn't care. Mm, so he was that was more maybe, like you know, a grizzly, grizzly Adams type. Maybe that was his choice to sleep outside because because uh, he he probably he, wanted to get away from her stinky vagina. He, I mean, it, the Wikipedia said that he liked her a lot, but you um, know, maybe not everything. Maybe. I mean, yeah. you know, I think he liked her. I think he was a very lonely man. Oh, I see. Um, and there probably weren't that many other Marys around. And he's like, I got to marry another Mary. Mary. Obviously. Oof. So uh, in 1812, when you were 15, you'd been living with Mary Claremont as your stepmother for about 10 years now. Yes. Uh, you were sent away to live with the radical William Baxter in Scotland. That's how the Wikipedia describes him as a radical. I'm yes, guessing a I'm, political radical. I kind of know. tricked my family into letting me leave and go to Scotland and get away from you the stinky them. twat. <laughs> you tricked them. I, well, I made it seem like, you know how you make people think it was their idea, okay. but it was uh, really my idea. Mm. I acted very, uh, I pretended to be crazy, so they had to send me away. Oh, okay. Uh, did, you, did you do anything to make sure that they sent you to William Baxter specifically, or was that just luck of the draw? I think it was just luck of the draw. I wanted to get anywhere. Oh, I was like I running around. I was streaking naked. Mm. Um, I was uh, throwing, I was throwing, I had dirt fights. Dirt fights? <laughs> yeah, okay, was, that makes a lot of sense. Because there's no, it wasn't you know, snow. You know, it's, when it was snowing, I would go out in a bikini and, uh, <laughs> and, and pretend it was the beach. So that it never made sense what you were doing. No. So yeah. if, if you threw snow around, they'd be like, that's a normal kid thing to do. Yeah. But instead you were outside in a bikini in the snow and when it was warm, you were just throwing dirt at people. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. I would send you away if that was what was going yeah. on. Yeah, and then I also, you know, drank blood. <laughs> drank and blood? wrote messages in, in print on the wall. I feel like you uh, wait, wait, messages in print on the walls. <laughs> yeah. So you would, like, print out things on the wall for people to read. Yeah, but not 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 cursive, but, like... Gotcha, gotcha. All, cap- ah. all capital letters. Ooh, so, like, you were angry. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that like makes a lot of sense. Like a serial killer. Okay, I like think a I Jack should... the Ripper. Were, were you contemporaries with Jack the Ripper? I don't want to sound like I, think I know I the guy. Before. I don't I think... know. I don't know. <laughs> he was before. I think he was mid to late 1800s, mm-hmm. and Mary Shelley was early 1800s. I could be uh, wrong about that. I have not had him on the show yet because nobody knows who he is. Um, oh, oh, oh. That's not true. <laughs> Maybe That's not true. They just mad. found out who he is. They don't know 100% oh, who he they, is. Oh, yeah. DNA tested. What do you tested. mean they found out who he they, is? They DNA tested some... some Mary Claremont. Some. <laughs> was it Mary Shelley's stepmother, Mary Claremont? I, I don't I don't believe... No, it was a... She's it was jealous a, at the prostitute vaginas. It was, no, not a dentist. Uh, uh, a barber. Okay, I'm going to Google this. A Fleet Street? 
I'm like, oh, that's uh, the Barbara Seville, I think. Wait, no. No, I'm, I'm doing Sweeney Todd. Fleet Street with Sweeney Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah, Barbara Seville. Isn't, isn't Fleet else. Street when uh, all the sailors come home? That's and, Fleet uh, Week. Oh. Oh, a does, of, does a it happen on Fleet wires. Street? Got a lot of cross wires here, guys. <laughs> okay. Let's move back over to Mel Blanc for just a moment. All so, right. You were born in San Francisco in 1908. Oh, choo-choo. According to the Wikipedia, you started imitating voices and dialects when you were 10 years old. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yep. Can't do that anymore. What do you mean? can't do that anymore. Oh, you know, because of the, uh, it's the the Me Too and uh, racial sensitivity and everything. Wait, so what kind of what things were you, doing? were you doing at 10 years old? Oh, well, you know, in uh, San Francisco, there were a lot of, uh, I, 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 we called them Chinamen. Okay. Uh, now now you would call them Asians. Yes. But yes. they were Chinese Asians. Okay. So I, I would I would do a lot of, I'm not going to do it now. <laughs> I'm not going to do it now. What because, did it sound like? It, like it, it, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. It was dead on. It was dead on. Like I would do, I would do pranks where I would, I would stand around the corner from, uh, uh, from, from a, a Chinaman, and then I would pretend to be uh, his, his wife. You know, doing the accent. I'm not gonna do it now. <laughs> but I would do the accent, and then the guy he would whoop around the corner looking for his wife, and then it'd be oh, like, "What did he sound like when he was looking for his wife?" Uh, it, well, I, I can't do that either. <laughs> I can't. I can't. I can't do it. Okay. But okay. you know, what uh, a prankster. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know when 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 uh, that that's that's when I realized. You know that moment when you you realize that you have a gift, a God given gift, and that's when I realized that I had it. And I wanted to to spread that gift, you know. I want to make people, joy. yeah, because you know, once once this guy realized that his Chinese wife wasn't around the corner, an Asian, but she was Chinese. Okay, I think you're allowed to call a Chinese person Chinese. I don't think you have to call them Asian. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I'm just, you, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, everyone, he's turning bright red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's very embarrassed. Mary Shelley with I'm the experts' crying. physical commentary in the studio. But uh, this guy, he would come around the corner, and then I, I would tell him, you know, ah, it was me. I would dip back into my normal voice again. Mm-hmm. Hey, that was me. Mm-hmm. And then me and him, we would have a laugh, you know. A and laugh then, or, you, or a fight? No, we would, <laughs> most of the time, we would, you, that- didn't, you didn't want to fight those Chinamen, mm-hmm. the Asians. You didn't want to fight Asians because. I think I would slap you if you pretended to be well, they had my husband. Very powerful slaps. Well, think about, think about this, Mary Shelley. Sometimes like a Don Rickles character, like it doesn't matter how much you make fun of somebody, there's just like a lovable quality to them. I think maybe a young, uh, a 10-year-old Mel Blanc probably had oh, that like you're quality. Oh, you're 10, you're a 10-year-old, you're you know? a child, you're yeah, not an this adult. Guy, yeah. this, uh, Doing adult voices. This Chinese. I was talented. This Chinese man turns the corner expecting to see his wife. I said Chinese man, not not man, so. Uh, <laughs> still might catch some shit. All right, I'll, I'll bleep it out. Uh, so this this Chinese man turns the corner, sees uh, an adorable little ten year old Mel Blanc. Oh, it's a cutie! And he's like, I cannot be mad. Can't at this little kid here. Yeah. It's just too cute. Yeah, and then we we would go out for a beer afterwards, you know, yeah. so and talk about so it. So you would you would have a beer then mm-hmm. at ten years old with this Chinese man? Yeah, I would bring him into the white only uh, bar. Oh, and what? 
Oh, what are white people gonna get mad at me? No, because it's not. not it, hey, it wasn't. It wasn't their fault that there were whites on that. There was, was segregation. It was definitely. We did that, and we need to own up to that. It was definitely a thing back then. We're not trying to whitewash history here. It definitely nope. existed. But you know, we like the white bars. They were better because they had more booze. You know, mm. uh, so I would take them in. You know, and then uh, he would buy the first one. I would buy the second one, and then you know, we would we would close the place out. Where would you get? Where'd you get money? Where did I? Oh well, I was I was a little I was a scamp. I was a scamp. In in between uh, tricking tricking uh, Asian men's, uh, I I would I would pick pockets. You know? Oh, you know what you could could I'm and don't let me put words in your mouth here, but I'm imagining it probably would have been pretty easy if you were imitating wives from around corners to be like, yep. honey, yep. give me give me five dollars so I can buy a dress or whatever, and just leave it on the ground and don't don't turn the corner because I want to surprise you with what kind of dress it is hand, or something. Hand, hand it to me around this building. And go. I had, you know, little uh, uh, little delicate hands, very ladylike. Well, similar to a wife. A wife similar to a wife, you know, mm-hmm. but I would always have to make sure it was the right hand because they would, they would realize that, hey, where's this happened to me once? Where's the wedding band? Where's the wedding ring? Where's where's that expensive piece of jewelry that I got for you? And then they would come around like angry and then... He, me and that guy did not go out for a beer. Ooh, boy. But you're talking about drinking. I did see on the Wikipedia that you started smoking at nine years old. Is that right? Yep. Was that a thing that kids would smoke cigarettes back then and yep. adults had no problem with Every that? kid, I, I don't know why that's in Wikipedia, because every every kid, I, I was a late bloomer as far as smoking. So other kids were starting earlier than most that. Of my, <laughs> most of my friends were smoking at like six or seven, mm-hmm. and I said, hmm. I don't. I, there's something about the cigarettes. I don't. I don't know yet. But there's something wrong about it. I don't want to do it. And then eventually, peer pressure caught up. Mm. I started smoking, and here I am. Now, here you are today. Now, obviously, smoking has a um, uh, an effect on people's voices. Oh yeah. On and, their lungs. Oh on yeah. Their ability. But you smoke throughout almost your entire life. Yeah. And you are one of the most famous voice actors of all time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that maybe smoking was actually actually helped? Do you think maybe it, it I don't know, strengthened your vocal cords or something or or gave you gave your voice Do the you ability have a to cigarette? be manipulated? I would like to try a cigarette. Uh, oh. have you have you never smoked before, Mary Shelley? No. I No, you smoke. never never your entire life? Oh. Okay, well, let's have our first cigarette with Mary Shelley. All right. Uh, we'll do that over the break, and then she can tell us all how, how she liked it. Uh, we got to take a short break. We'll be right back with Mel Blanc and Mary Shelley on Famous Dead People. Stay with us. Here's a menthol. Hey, everybody. Just want to take a quick break to remind you to subscribe to Famous Dead People on iTunes or whatever app you are using to listen to podcasts. Rate us five stars. Leave a comment. Tell your friends. All that stuff helps us out a ton. And feel free to hit us up at Famous Dead People at Radio for brooklyn.org if you want a specific famous dead person on the show or if you have any comments that you want to shoot over to us whatever we love hearing from fans uh also check out my book the kellyanne conway technique it is out now it is hilarious i hope that you will check that 
out and read that and uh, leave reviews, awesome reviews on Amazon or BarnesandNoble.com or whatever and tell your friends to read it because it's super funny and I want that money. Also, go check out JarrettBarrenson.com for all the latest on my show dates and uh, up-to-date project information. And lastly, if you really like Famous Dead People and you want to send us some money to help keep the show on the air, go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash Famous Dead People and click on the Support the Show button. Thanks again for listening, and now back to the podcast. Welcome back to Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. Famous Dead People, the only show that resurrects famous people from the grave and asks them all the hard questions. I'm your host, Jarrett Berenstein, and we are here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. My guests in the studio today are 19th century English novelist, best known for her gothic novel Frankenstein, Mary Wollstonecraft Shelley. Hello. <coughs> is it, she had just tried her first cigarette, so I guess that's why her voice is a little gravelly right now. And uh, 20th century American voiceover actor, famous for characters such as Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Tweety Bird, and uh, Yosemite Sam, Melvin, Jerome Blanc, a.k.a. Mel Blanc. I'm just going to chain this cigarette if you guys don't mind. Uh, I'm sorry, what? Chain? I'm going to chain chain smoke. Oh, chain smoke. When you yeah. finish, you know. Smoke. smoke. Mary, when you, when, when you, when you <laughs> get good at smoking... <laughs> And you really love it. You can just when the when it when it finishes, you can use the end to light a new cigarette. I didn't know that that's what it meant to literally chain smoke was to make the fire from the first cigarette light the second cigarette. Yeah, I thought chain smoking was just continuing to smoke. No, no, no. It's like an Olympic torch. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we are here with uh, I like it, Mary I like Shelley smoking. and Mel Blanc. You like smoking, Mary Shelley? Yes, makes me feel alive. Well, for somebody who wrote a gothic novel and spent a lot of time in cemeteries, I just mm. figured you would be, you would have smoked also. It just felt, feels like a very goth thing to do. Yeah, I just didn't have, an, we didn't have a, you know, a lot of money. Oh, yeah. It did seem yeah. like you were in a precarious financial straits for most yeah. of your life, but we'll get to that. So in 1814, Mary Shelley, you're 17 years old. You meet the man that you would eventually marry and spend the rest of your life with, Percy Shelley. The poet, the poet philosopher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the time that you met him, he was estranged from his wife. You met him because he knew your father and had agreed to pay off your father's debt. And the two of you started meeting in secret at your mother's grave. Is that right? Yeah, she liked it. Your mother liked it. (laughs) Yeah, I lost my V card. Well, okay. (laughs) That is some dark shit. We are putting putting the cards on your mother's grave. Yeah. Oh my God. Why? Why Ooh. did you meet there of all places? I just I would I would that's my excuse for being able to go out you say, unaccompanied at night by myself. Is it okay if I go visit yeah. mommy's oh, grave again? I want to go see, see mommy's <laughs> grave. <laughs> and he was like, okay. And, and then, then Percy would know that that's where you're gonna be, yeah, so he would just up. show up there. Okay. Yeah. And I like you know, the Wikipedia was very clear. About this, and I think it's weird that they mentioned it that he, that he took Percy took your virginity in a cemetery. I think uh, I talked about it all the time. I oh, was pretty you? proud of it. So yeah. you you would just <laughs> I was like I fucked her a grave, <laughs> <laughs> and on your mother's grave. Or probably more eloquently. I mean, I'm a little bit more tarnished now with my mm-hmm. prose. Well, you know, now it's 2019. You can, yeah. you can afford to yeah. uh, to uh, I was loosen, DTF loosen the, in the strings cemetery. a little bit. <laughs> now here's my question. So. Did you pick that location specifically? So I didn't know that it was on your mother's grave. The Wikipedia just says that it was in a cemetery that he. I'm still not over that. Punched your punched your V card. Yeah. Uh, but uh, did, twice. did you tw- twice? 
Well, no, you can only punch a V card once. After that, it's just having oh, that's sex not again. True. That's what? Not... Mel Blanc? You can have you can you can punch a, a vaginal V card or an anal V card. Oh, yeah, ding, right. ding ding ding! <laughs> and then there's a mouth V card as well. Uh, there's a uh, that's not sex. Wait, what are you talking about? It's literally called oral sex. It's no, nah, it's it's like <laughs> diet coke. <laughs> it's not coke. So you're not even talking about like hand job V cards or um No, that's ridiculous. Okay. The only the only two cards that count are anal and vaginal. Okay. Yeah. All so right. both of those the v on my mom's grave. And the A. Same night? Yeah. Same night. Wow, you were raring to go, yeah. Mary Shelley. <laughs> Nothing was gonna stop you that. You know train. when you're seventeen. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a different time, your hormones are raging. I get it. I get it. So did you pick that specific location or was it just like in the moment, passionate. Oh my God! Now we're on my mother's grave. I was just really excited because you know I didn't really know my my mother very well, but I kind of did from reading her her book and yeah, her, her, her memoir. Book, um, specifically, had there was a, a cipher for me to have sex. On Wait, her grave. a cipher? So you're saying there was a secret message in your mm-hmm. mother's yes. memoir yes. Uh, for you to have sex on her grave? Yes. Really? Yes. That's she wanted me to do it. How do you? I mean. I, so, so you were, I guess, an experienced code breaker in order to be mm-hmm. able to decipher that. Like, I wouldn't be able to decipher a code that was in a book like that. But if your mo- if your, it was your mother, I mean, you didn't know your mother though. Like, how? Like, there's no way that it's, no, you know I, um... she died. <laughs> but in can, book. you know, giving birth to you. But she left little codes throughout the house. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, so you could tell she was a code person. Yeah, she was a code. She was a code. Person. That makes sense. What were some of the codes in the house that she left? Um. Oh well, <laughs> she um, there was a there was a, a painting, mm-hmm. and of that painting, um, it was of me. And then I figured out um, if you turn it upside down, there was a secret passage. A secret passage in your house. A secret passage where yeah, I could, yeah. So I, there was a spiral staircase, and it went down, Ooh. and down there there was a, a bunch of bird bones. Bird. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of bird bones, and then you had to. Put them, piece them together, kind of like a puzzle. Okay. Um, and then that was uh, when, when that came together, it was um, a message from my mother. And what did it say? Um, fuck on my grave. Fuck on your grave. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so that bird bone message you read. Yeah. And you're like, I don't know if my mom really wants me to fuck on her grave. Yeah. And but then you saw that there were more codes in her memoir. Right. That you also decoded that yeah. said to fuck on her grave. And so yeah. then you just fucked on her my, grave. My father was like, I think you're maybe reading too much into this. And I was like, no, no, she wants me to make love on my, on her grave. It seems pretty clear. It seems pretty cut and dry. This doesn't seem like a, be a lot of room for interpretation that she wants you to have sex on her grave. Well, it didn't necessarily say fuck on my grave. Mm. It said, um, you know, it, it, was was more, like, it was more poetic than that. Yeah, it was like, oh. um, you know. Feel your love on, on my, and the juices flow, like things like that. That's okay. beautiful. That makes a lot of sense. That so, is yeah, so that, beautiful. That could be, that could be interpreted in different ways. Uh, let's move over to uh, Mel Blanc again for just a moment. So uh, there's a story that, um, you know, you were a very prolific person after high school creatively. I was. Uh, you became the youngest conductor in the country at 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You started acting in radio programs right out of school, and you also performed vaudeville routines around Ooh, the Pacific. let's not talk about those. About the Pacific Northwest, but that's exactly what I wanted to ask you oh. about, Mel Blanc. All I want right. to know if you remembered any of these old vaudeville routines, uh, what, what, what your shtick was back then. Let me just start off by saying, I would not do them today. It's a. It was a different. It was time. a different day. It was a different time. 
But uh, I, I, I would, I would do all kinds of different characters, and let's say that, uh, oh, at at certain points, I would uh, uh, apply uh, some kind of uh, like a like a some kind of face paint onto my face. Uh, I think I see where this is going. Like blood. Uh, for uh, what are now called Native Americans, uh, I might, I might do that. Okay, so you would do a red face. Yes, yes. Okay. I, I, again, but that's I'm, not blood. <laughs> I, I, if 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 it was handy, the thing about blood is you start off Native American, and then as it dries, you become African American. Mm. Can I say? Is you that can say right? African American, definitely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So it, it, but it, that could be that could be a pretty good bit. I mean, if you're doing offensive racial stereotypes already, nope, not, you not, can have a character that starts off as Native American. I just want to apologize. Turns into for an African American. All my bits, they were funny. They were hysterical at the. I would kill up in the skills. Oh, at boy. the cat skills. That's right. We call yeah. them the skills. Of you know, course, because you need the skills to, to pay to play the, bills, the skills to pay the bills. That's right. <laughs> So I, I would do, and I would, I would just get, I, I would do these now insensitive, well, what are now insensitive uh, routines. Mm-hmm. But the women back then, they were just as racist as I was. Mm-hmm. And they would just be throwing it at me. You know what oh I mean? Oh, like their panties. I, no, I mean, I mean the, the, the puss. They would be throwing their entire pussies. Like Can they I took it off and Melbourne. they throw it at you. Well, I don't mean like literally, figuratively. Some, I, I sometimes figured literally in a way, you know, they would just come at me puss first, you know. Mm. Oh, uh, so that's why you've smelled so many stinky, <laughs> I, stinky vaginas. Yep. So you were just cleaning up on the road doing your super offensive. I was a housebreaker. Racist. A housebreaker? What does that mean? It's a it's a homebreaker, but for many homes. Oh, I guess that would be a homesbreaker. A homesbreaker, but it's, house, but it's wrecker, I, right? <laughs> what, you you call it something like you're the Hulk now? and you're going and breaking houses. Uh, well, you, we, I I wouldn't just wreck houses. I would break them. Mm. I would break them in half. Uh, uh, a wrecked house. That's you might what be able I would do. But a broken home, uh, there's no recovering from that one. That affects the kids, mm-hmm. the grandparents, and so was and it whatnot. just being racist? Like, was that your entire vaudeville routine, Mel Blanc? Oh no, I would do uh, ventriloquism. Okay, I would throw my voice. What kind of a what kind of a doll did you have? Oh, I had a little black kid on okay. my lap. All right, so then I think. <laughs> what did you have a doll, or was it just? Was it just like a, a a black child that you would have on your lap? It was a little black kid. Okay, so you weren't throwing your voice then. Well, no, no, he didn't talk. He would just move. Because <laughs> the way I, 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 I had all these dummies, and and I, I would I would try because it, it it just looked so unnatural when they talked. You know, when he tried to get the the lip sync to the voice, right? Mm. So I said, hey, let me get a, a real kid. You know, I had all kinds of different kids, you know, depending on what kind of routine I was doing. I wouldn't use the black kid for all all the routines. Of course not. You know, I would have like a little uh, Native American kid. I would have a little uh, Jewish kid. Uh, I, I, you know, all kinds, depending on what I was doing. So in between doing your racist characters, you would also do racist ventriloquism with, right. with children of those races. Right, but I would dress them as adults. <laughs> That's priceless. What do you have in this? You have a big bag here. Is that a... 
Mm-hmm. A regular dummy doll as a child. Do you mean the bag that's next to the bag yes. that has all his food in it yes. for doing the various characters? <laughs> oh, that, that's uh, my a lot of baggage, overnight though. bag. Over, oh, okay, just in case you need to stay somewhere. Uh, you never you never know when you're going to have to hit it and quit it, you know? But that's when right. you, you don't want to do that walk of shame in the same clothes, so I mm. like to bring a change of clothes. Are you saying you presume that we were going to have sex, Mel? I didn't, I, I didn't presume it, but you brought it up. You know what's going on later tonight, huh? Mary Shelley, Mel Blanc did get into the studio before you, and he was like, uh, "Wow, uh, I'm so excited that you booked me with a dame because I didn't book a hotel tonight." Well, I can only orgasm on my mother's grave. <laughs> I'll try anything once. Do you do you travel I, I around with that? I can only orgasm when I'm doing voices. Okay, that seems that seems copacetic. Do, do you carry the grave around with you, or will you have to go back to we England? We would have to go back to England. Oh, uh, okay. You should Whoa. really carry some of the grave with you, so you can have sex wherever you want. I can't. You want me to desecrate my mother's actual grave? <laughs> really? How dare you? Splitting hairs here between what desecration is. I having sex on top of. Top of it is different than being a, a what's it a, a grave robber. Mm-hmm. Just taking a little piece of the grave, just like like just chipping a little bit off of the top, and that way you have something that you can you don't you're not confined to just have sex in a I graveyard just, in that one graveyard. I think it's the 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 idea of like being bad, being you know, bad, being being, being oh I'm. I'm dirty. I'm this in a grave. Like, yeah, yeah. Kids like this. But maybe we Definitely. could try in this cemetery. There's a cemetery right here by JFK. By, uh, <laughs> by the airport? By the airport. Does okay. it have to be your mother's grave? I mean, what? Are, I, I imagine my mother's grave is a little bit closer. Where mm. is it? It's in Jersey. Oh, you want me to meet your mom? So your mother moved to Jersey after you grew up in San Francisco? Yep. Okay, that sounds fun. They chased her out of town. Oh, wow. How come? Because Because you did a lot of oh, really inappropriate. <laughs> because of me. Stole children in the night. Yeah. <laughs> for your vaudeville routine. So it wasn't the racism that they were upset about with Mel Blanc. It was the fact that he was stealing, stealing children from minorities. They didn't care about the race. Mm. They didn't care. It, it was, was the just the fact that they were thing. children. That makes sense. Everyone should know at home that Mel has a huge erection. <laughs> And I'm crying. <laughs> That's the only way and to do it. And he's smoking. That's the only way to do it. If you're just joining us, this is Famous Dead People on Radio Free Brooklyn. And my guests today are 20th century American voice actor Mel Blanc. How's it going? And 19th century English novelist Mary Shelley. Mwah. So now, Mary, let's get into the meat and potatoes here. So you and uh, Percy, you elope. Mm-hmm. Uh, you you elope to, um, uh, to the continent and you bring along your stepsister, Claire Claremont. And something that I thought was weird was that the three of you are traveling to uh, to the continent together. It says that your stepmother, Mary, who you hated, mm-hmm. followed Bitch. the three of you all the way to Calais in order to try to convince you to return. Is that right? Yes. Um, my sister, Claire, also hated her mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was knocked up at the time. You, Claire was knocked up? Yeah. With yeah. whose baby? Lord Byron. Already? I, th- I didn't know that you guys had even met Lord Byron yet. Yeah, Lord Byron. Wow. So he yeah. was just he was just all around town. Yeah. Because I had also heard that Claire was having an affair with Percy as well. Yes. And that he was saying that you should have an affair with like some other writer yeah. when you get to France or whatever. Yeah. I Looking back on it now, Percy was kind of a little bit of a player. <laughs> uh, I think that's, a, to put it mildly, definitely. Um, he, it seems like he and Lord Byron were kind of like, well, just like t- yes. tossing ladies around. Yeah, and they would um, 
they actually, the only reason why Claire had sex with him was because he disguised himself as Lord Byron. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I wonder what that disguise was all about. It was just like another wig. Okay. <laughs> another wig. And then another he was actually, powdered wig. he was also really good at impersonations as well. Really? Like Mel yeah. Blanc? Yeah, like Mel Blanc. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, what were some of the voices that Percy used to do? Was it, was it just people that he knew or did he have characters the way that Mel oh, Blanc he did had characters? characters. Yeah. yeah. Um, he had one like, it was, his name was like Reginald. <laughs> he was a butler, and he was what you would call now sassy. A sassy, a sassy butler. butler. Yeah. So Percy Shelley, the famous yeah. poet philosopher, yeah. had a fun character that he would do for his friends called Reginald, who's a sassy yeah. butler. Like Mr. Belvedere. Exactly. Okay. okay. That sounds like um, fun. But a little bit of like, um, uh, you know, uh, RuPaul-y. <laughs> a little, right. like, RuPaul like little shade, yeah. So mm-hmm. he would say like, oh, yeah. honey, a yeah. lot. <laughs> Be like, you think you're going out like that? Oh, honey, <laughs> this old thing. Yeah, um, and he'd be like, mm, you need to work. You yeah, need you better, to work. Yeah, be like, you better work. Wow. And then that's why um, I wrote, I wrote my stories. <laughs> it's because your husband would, would do the Reginald character and tell you to work, yeah. and so you did, and so you did yeah. a lot of writing. Um, but I wanted to ask about, so your stepmother follows you all to Calais mm-hmm. to try to convince you to not elope. But how is that working? Like, is she literally traveling with you or is she just like catching up every now and again or what? Yeah, it was it was probably what I would, you know, like it was like The Fugitive, mm-hmm, the movie mm-hmm. The Fugitive, but very slow and boring. A slow fugitive. Yeah. yeah she okay, would so be, you'd end up somewhere, you'd have to like change to, to a boat yeah. or to a train or whatever. Yeah. And then she'd just because be there. Because you could smell her from miles away. I see. Her stinky snatch. You could just tell snatch. she was catching up her on stinky you. stinky snatch. Okay. Oh, uh, it was like, you know, in, it's like one of Mel's cartoons, you know, like when, when, Pat, the, waft, when the waft. Yeah, the stink lines oh. come up. Gotcha. Yeah, and you could see him yeah. from a mile away and you'd be like, guys, be like, guys we got to go. Yeah. We got to get out of here, guys. He'd <laughs> be like, you guys, come back. Who's going to take care of me when I'm old? <laughs> she sounds terrible. <laughs> she, oh. Yeah, you're right. Satan wouldn't even inhabit her. Mm-mm-mm. Uh, <laughs> so let's go back to Mel Blanc for just a moment. So your first uh, acting work for the radio was a, sh- a radio show called The Hoot Owls. Is that right? That's correct. What was The Hoot Owls about? Like, what kind of what kind of show was that? Well, it was an educational show. Mm. Uh, it, I guess you could think of it as kind of a, a, a spiritual predecessor to Sesame Street. Mm, okay. Uh, so we we would all uh, we we would dress as owls. We would uh, uh, talk like owls. And uh, we would try to uh, not just inform kids about, uh, you know, the, the basics, you know, your ABCs, your one, two, threes, but we would talk about the news of the day. Ooh, okay. So that, In uh, a way that was digestible for children. Is that right? Well, uh, the other thing was, you know, once we get past uh, ABC, one, two, three, and all that stuff, uh, we didn't want to talk down to kids, mm. you know? So okay. we, we, we would talk about it in a mature fashion, uh, but we would sound like owls. Is okay. that why you're wearing an owl costume right now? That's correct. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it back. You are really painting a scene here, Mary Shelley, for our radio audience. When Mel Blanc came in here with his two bags, one filled <laughs> with smelly food and one filled with a change of clothes in case he hooks up tonight, dressed like an owl. Fingers I was crossed. Also, I mean, it's pretty impressive that you can see his erection through the owl costume. That's true. That's true. But I, I have bags, too. For, well, it's true. Mel I Blanc, have bags. You have not mentioned a thing about the way Mary yeah. Shelley looks. I feel like that would be rude. Yeah, that's something for us all to share, mm. Mary Shelley. Well, I mean, I, people would want to know that I have recreated my face from other faces. You have a, a bag... <laughs> 
made of faces that look like your face? Is that what you're? That no, I'm saying that? I recreated my. I Frankenstein myself. You Frank? I didn't. I could Frankenstein even monster myself. You look. You look incredible. Oh, thank you. I just assumed that this was the way that you look, but you're saying this is actually a skin bag that you're wearing right now. Yeah, I have. I have. Uh, uh, Betty Davis's eyes. Oh my God! <laughs> I have Marilyn Monroe's oh, nose. Mel Blanc. She's got Betty Davis eyes. <laughs> Betty Davis <laughs> eyes. Oh, I love that song. I'm not familiar. Kim with Carnes. <laughs> mm. She was she one hit wonder from love, the '80s. I, I love that, her voice. I thought that was Rod Stewart. It's not Rod Stewart. No, Betty it's Davis. a lady. That was a lady. Kim Carnes. Really Look it up. I really thought that was. Look it up, Rod Stewart. Look it up. You. Don't challenge me on this. Maybe I'm a did. big fan of this song. Maybe he did a cover of it. Maybe Rod Stewart did a cover. Maybe you're thinking, uh, uh, do you think I'm sexy? No, oh. I know the song. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm just misremembering. Yeah. But so, yeah, I wanted to ask you a, a little bit more about your early voiceover work, Mel Blanc. Ah. So you did uh, characters for the Jack Benny radio program. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'd love to go through a couple of these characters. Maybe you can tell me a little bit about them. Or maybe do, do the, them. Maybe do the voice also. Okay. So there Let's was see if I remember. Professor LeBlanc, the violin teacher. Ah. Do you remember what the, what the shtick was with this character? Yeah. Uh, he, he taught uh, violin to kids that didn't want to learn it. Mm-hmm. So he, he would have to uh, come up with inventive ways to trick these kids into learning the violin. Again, a spiritual predecessor to the Karate Kid. I, it was a, oh, like okay. a Mr. Miyagi type character. Can I... Can I say that? You can say Mr. Miyagi. I'm not that was sure. his name. Okay. That was his name. That okay. was a it name. sounds racist to me. <laughs> if does. I called someone a Miyagi. Yeah, you can't call someone a Miyagi. If you just saw but an Asian is- person, you call them a Miyagi. That would be racist. But if you're just saying Where's the, char- the, line? the character Mr. Miyagi. There's a good chance that they're Miyagi. I will say it seems like most of your inclinations are racist. Yes. So maybe it's pretty I'm, good your question. Yeah, just yourself. don't do anything. What like, I'm just doing don't is do I'm, I'm, I'm listening I'm and I'm learning. Okay, it's great. I think you just have to pick up the pace a little bit, Mel Blanc, because like we're all learning. I've been racist a long time, you know. It's it, a lot. To it takes undo. a lot longer to untie a knot than to tie it. That's a very good point. Thank you. Okay, so you also had the character of uh, Polly the parrot. That's right. Okay, tell us a little bit about Polly the parrot. What that character stick was? Uh, it, uh, the, the 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 thing was all right. So you would have these kids that didn't want to have a parrot. Mm-hmm. So I would have to try to come up with creative ways to uh, get them to want a, a parrot. It was a spiritual successor to the last guy. To uh, to what? The last guy? Yeah, the violin. The... Oh, to uh, Professor LeBlanc, the violin teacher. Yeah. It seems like all your characters are trying to trick kids into doing something. Yeah, to, so he can take oh, it for the oh. vaudeville act. <laughs> when, yeah. you, when you put it like that. Did you watch the Michael Jackson documentary? I did not, but let's Ooh, not. Oh, it's let, brutal. That, let, I don't want to. I became a big fan of of his music after watching the documentary. Bef- <laughs> before, <laughs> but but whenever one of his songs would pop up, I couldn't help but like tap my toes and then I'd be like, "No, Mel." And He's- I thought I create. I wrote about a monster. Oh wow! Michael Jackson. Oh, <laughs> a monster. oh well, Lord. speaking of which, you little skinny Frankenstein, that guy. We are running out of time, but I gotta ask you, Mary Shelley, about Frankenstein. All right, so mm-hmm. let's jump ahead a little bit. 1816. You're 19 years old. You, Percy, Claire, Lord Byron. You go to Geneva for the summer. Oh, and, and you're, yeah. you're all having a great well, I'm time. I'm definitely hooking up tonight. You're all having a great time. You're tr- you're swapping partners. I'm imagining. Oh. I'm imagining it was a real Dionysian yeah. treat. Uh, but one of the fun activities that you would do to to uh, to, to 
to to to while away the hours while you were in in Geneva for the summer was you would read German ghost stories to each other. Is that right? That's on the yes. Wikipedia. Yeah. What I'm not I'm not familiar with any German ghost stories. Do you remember anything? Was there oh, anything that like would make horrible. A, a, a ghost story like specifically German by nature? Like, do they have specific themes or whatever? I think it was more um, the. <laughs> it was just kind of creep, like very weird. Mm-hmm. Like our our ghost stories were like, oh, like you know, Bloody Mary's gonna come in the mirror. Don't spend three times, and they were like, um, you know, cut off your limbs and leave them in a bag, oh my and God. then a witch comes and bakes you into a pie. <laughs> there was one where um, you would be asleep at night, mm-hmm. and then uh, if you were banned, a witch would come and take. All of your face off, and so they'd be walking around without a face, but oh you God. couldn't tell because there was no mirrors, the and everyone face was just off? yeah, no face. The face off, yeah. And then everyone, um, everyone, you you know, you wake up and people would just be screaming, and you don't know why. Oh my God! And then they would look in a spoon, and they realized that they didn't have a face. And then, um, but then all of a sudden, another person would come, and they would have their face on it, <laughs> and you'd be like, "No, that's me." And then everyone, uh, and then that they take over that witch takes over your life. Oh my God! Yeah. That sounds very German. And then that you sounds die, extremely German, faceless and alone, in knowing a ditch. that someone else is being yeah. you for the rest of their life. Yeah. Now Byron was the one who suggested, after you're reading all these ghost stories to each other, that it would be fun if you each wrote a ghost story and then you could all like because yeah, he wanted everyone to be distracted so he can go. So this is fuck some the nerdiest <laughs> orgy I've ever heard of. Why don't you guys write a ghost story well, while ghost I fuck stories this made, Yeah, exactly. It was like I I wasn't leaving. <laughs> I was, mm-hmm. I was kind of cock blocking a little bit. Oh, I see. Okay. And he was like, please, let's all, let's all go. And everyone knew I love to like write. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so he, he's the one that came up with this activity to yeah, sort of like, like why don't you go and write this ghost story, Mary? <laughs> I was like, fine. Were you the loser at the orgy? Was everybody was else trying loser, to fuck? Yeah. But you... yeah, I only wanted to fuck Percy. Oh, I my see. Percy, my husband, my, my your 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 eloped yeah. husband. Your also, I don't husband. think they understood that husband. I didn't want to have sex with my stepsister. Wait, they thought that you wanted to hook up with her also. Well, yeah, they were like, "Oh, why don't we all?" I'm like, "No, I don't. You know, I don't really hook up with my sister." Mm, <laughs> and yeah. also, your mother's grave wasn't wasn't around. Yeah, right? I can't mother's have sex because your grave. The- I can. It's just not fun. <laughs> okay, I see. It's uh, not fun. But obviously, the ghost story that you wrote. Yeah, it was Frankenstein. During that was Frankenstein. But yeah. do you remember everybody else's ghost story? Like, did Percy write one? Did Claire write one? Did Byron write one? You know, now that I think about it, I was the only one who wrote a ghost wrote story. A ghost story. Right. Wrote, wait, hold on. Hold, hold, hold on a second. Wow. You wrote an entire novel in the midst of an orgy. <laughs> yes. I when Once I started, That's, I got the idea. And it's a good novel. It's great. Like if, I, is wonderful. if I was writing a novel... While I was banging, it wouldn't be that good. I'd be distracted. Were you in the same room as, as the orgy was happening? Yes, yes, okay. same room. Now, were you yeah. involved? Were you doing things with other people's bodies? They, they were trying, and I was like, get away. No, get I'm, away. Writing. I'm writing. I'm, I'm writing. good. I'm getting, I have the flow. I have, the juices are flowing, but not those kind of juices. I see. The creative juices were gotcha. flowing. Yeah, it really seems yeah. like they were kind of tossing you an activity <laughs> so that you wouldn't be as involved in this orgy. Yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't fun. I would always be like, um, why don't we just... Stop and, and talk 
about our feelings. Mm, and they'd gotcha. be like, you know, shut up, Mary. Shut up. Let's go. Let's shut go up, have Mary. sex. And yeah. you'd be like, well, then we got to go back to England yeah. where my mom's grave is. Yeah. I think yeah. I always wanted to go back to England. And they were like, no. Oh, yeah. Let's go keep traveling. So I have one more question about this period of time where you're reading ghost stories to each other. You're writing ghost stories. But you had lost a child at this point in your life. And the Wikipedia mm-hmm. describes you as being haunted by visions of your deceased child. Yes, yeah, so another anybody... reason why I didn't want to have an orgy. Oh, all right, but also, didn't anybody think that it was inappropriate to be so ghost story focused at this delicate time of your life when you're so fragile emotionally? You know, you're being haunted by yeah. your dead child and and Byron's like, ooh, well, I've got a good well, ghost it, story for you. <laughs> I think it was kind of like a taunt in a way because I kept talking about my 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 uh, <laughs> my dead baby, and they were like, "Why don't you go write about it?" <laughs> I see. And then I did, and I did, but then it kind of spiraled. I was like, "Oh, like what if I could bring my baby back to life?" Oh, um, okay, and that's sort of like where yeah. Frankenstein came from. And then I was like, "Oh, like why don't I dig up cr- graves and like <laughs> like I mean I." I Maybe that's why I wanted to have sex on my mom's grave all the time. Now that I'm thinking about it, was because why? Um, because I I was like obsessed with cemeteries and like um, mm. um, bringing people back to life. Maybe I thought this energy and electricity from sex would bring my my mom Ooh, back to life. Maybe maybe just just the vitality yeah. of your young bodies bringing themselves to orgasm would yeah. be enough to bring the spark of life back into. Because like that's that's how life starts is yeah. through sex, wow, you know. So maybe if you do it in a graveyard, the spark <laughs> will leave the uterus somehow and infect one of the bodies. That makes sense. That's science. I know. I mean, it didn't work a lot. A lot. <laughs> it didn't work. I tried a few times. Didn't, but you know what? Work. You gave it the old college yeah. try. Unfortunately, that's all the time. But that also, we have. my babies still haunt me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, because you did have another child that died as well. William and Claire. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of dead children. It was a dangerous time to be alive. But you still want to have sex, then. Mel. Oh, no, even more. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all the time. Shot. That is all the time that we have for this week's episode of Famous Dead People. I'd like to thank my guests, Mary Shelley and Mel Blanc, for joining me in the studio today. Uh, last question for the both of you. Do either of you have any comedy shows that you're big fans of that you want people to go check out? Uh, Mary Shelley, anything you want to tell people about? Oh, yes, um, I, I'm really into this show at the Magnet Theater called Friday Night Show. It's every Friday at 8.30 p.m. And what's really cool is you write down secrets and then they use them as inspiration. So I've written some really fun secrets about how I like to fuck on um, my mother's grave. <laughs> that's not a secret, Mary Shelley. <laughs> Sounds every hysterical. Show, every show. And, uh, and uh, Mel Blanc, anything you want to tell people about? Uh, yeah, also at the Magnet Theater, there's a show called uh, The Armando Diaz Experience. The, they have a, a storyteller who tells a, a real story and then... They do uh, the improvs off that. Uh, also, there's a, another show, uh, CPT Comedy People's Time, uh, features a lot of uh, what what you would now call people of color. Uh, and it's really done a lot to uh, broaden my horizons and shift some of my thinking. You know, if, I, I think if they can be funny, maybe we can all get along. Wonderful. Uh, I'm of and course that's your, at the pit. That's at the pit. I'm, of course, your host, Jarrett Berenstein. You can check out all my stuff at jarrettberenstein.com. I got a lot of show dates coming up, so check that out there. Buy my book, The Kellyanne Conway Technique. It is out now, and it is hilarious. If you're listening to this on the radio, please find the podcast. We've got all the old episodes on there. You can rate, you can review, you can leave a comment, you can subscribe, you can tell your friends, and subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. I got a lot of videos that are going to be coming out soon. Hit us up at famousdeadpeople at radiofreebrooklyn.org. We're here every Monday at 3 p.m. on Radio Free Brooklyn. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week. 
All right. I have a Megan story afterwards. All right. You sure you don't want to get it on mic? We could throw it on. Uh, we could throw it on the end of the episode as a bonus. Tell. <laughs>